Spraymakers is what you're listening to, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Rossi and Trent. It's time to get on the water. Spring has sprung, and the boys talk about the best approach to take when you start your ski season. Growing up in Vermont, I had, uh, it was, you, you kind of had to ski when the weather let you, and you yeah. had to, yeah, and you had to, um, so you have to go with that a bunch. We had a lot of wind, a lot of cold days. It'd go from, you know, 70 to 40, and so what does it look like? How, how would we, if we were going to set it up, how, how would we to best optimize, you know, our, our listeners' seasons? So I think that's where we wanted to kick off this, this episode and, and go from there. Yeah, let's, um, let's get on the water. And this, this actually coincides perfectly, you know, because that's exactly what's happening here. Um, we, we're starting to ski now. So there's lots of ways of doing this. I, I think there's just a couple ways to not do this, you, you know. Um, but I, I think like for me, you know, and what I like to convey to, to people that I, that I, that I get to coach is, is, um, <clears throat> you don't want to rush it, but you also don't want to be complacent. You know, you don't, this isn't this, you know, this first month, this isn't about who can get to their last year scores the quickest. Um, but it's also not about just mindlessly, excuse me, mindlessly skiing just whenever the weather happens to be good. Like, just like we've always said, when it comes to anything, there, there needs to be a specific plan. And for me, that, that specific plan is, is I want to steadily improve. I want every set to be better than the previous set. And, and, you know, like I always go back to much to, you know, often to the chagrin of people, it's, it's not all, it's not all quantitative. It's not, I don't, I don't need to run more buoys every single set this first month, but I, I want it, you know, you know, the quality of, of my lines, the quality of my movement to get, you know, if it's incrementally, then it's incrementally better every single set. Um, you know, someone had said to me last season, you know, there were three weeks in and they're like, man, I'm already running x and and that was my best score of all last year i'm like that that's awesome but are are you doing it better than you did last year because if you're not doing it better than you did last year then you're not going to um yield better results in the end so you know you you're you're one of those you know rare pro skiers that that um spent you know like a true off season up north in the snow and ice so you've you've got better insight than most of this or you've got insight that's going to be more relevant to to the majority of our listeners so so you you know i know when you were a kid you were living you know full time up north but but as you know in the in the height of your career you were still you know coming out of um water ski hibernation if you will so so what what was your approach and looking back to your most successful seasons or or when it seemed to come back the most natural what how did you uh, tackle this this beast well, you know, I think the, I think the big thing to remember is that we're, um, you know, having an off season is, is, is a, is a thing and it's important. And I learned that in, uh, when I was living in Florida full time, you know, um, it's, I like to have time away. I think you, if you want to grow as a skier and you want to grow your technique and, 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 um, evolve, you have to be able to walk away from it for a period of time. Uh, I, I, chose bigger periods of time than most. Uh, I think right now in the common, common way of doing things, I see a lot of videos over the winter of people, you know, skiing, skiing year round. And, and, uh, and while that may be productive for some, for me, that wasn't ever my, wasn't ever my, my role. You know, I, I, I tried that. I did it a couple of years. I had in those couple of years that I skied year round, I had a lot more injuries. I had a lot more burnout, uh, come, come 
you know, like August or wherever, I was just kind of done with skiing at that point, just because I had skied so much. So for me, you know, I liked having that time off and, uh, letting my body heal, you know, for me, this is a long game. It's not a short game. Um, so, yeah. you know, that, that was kind of the jam. So for me, like the, the, the things that were really important to me on my off season were to, to stay active, um, to push my boundaries. So I use that, I used uh, snow skiing for that. And, um, you know, that, that was, the, there's a lot of physicality that goes into that. So, uh, while I was not water skiing and I wasn't necessarily working out hardcore, I would do a lot of these, uh, off the water things like mountain bike. If I lived in Florida or snow ski, you know, I live here in Utah now. So, uh, I get, I get a wonderful backyard of big mountains and, um, ways to, to get away from the water. Uh, but then, you know, no matter what come late January, early February, stuff like that, all my mind's thinking about is this next coming season. So, yeah. you know, um, so keep my, keep myself in shape. And then, uh, and that's what I'm doing. You know, that's what I've been doing this winter as well as trying to do as much backcountry skiing as possible. Uh, and also, you know, pushing my boundaries, um, in the resorts and things like that. I mean, yesterday I went up and, and skied Baldy Chutes, you know, at Alta, which is, you know, it's pretty formidable. Uh, I had a little gripper session in, in little shoot yesterday. And, uh, so anyway, the point being, you know, you got to push yourself and then you come back to the water and, you know, one of the things I like when you come from snow skiing to water skiing is just that this, the speed isn't so absurd, mm -hmm. you know, when, when you sure. haven't moved all year and then all of a sudden you start going, I don't care. And we talked about this in a previous episode, but when you, when, I mean, water skiing is fast and I don't care if your top speed's 30 or your top speed's 36, if you're skiing short line or whatever, when you get out there, it, it just feels fast and a little bit overwhelming. So, you know, I like the snow skiing aspect just because I take speed, uh, that I do every day and I have to translate that into movements. And then you get back on the water and it's basically a, a similar, issue that you have to work through. And so, you know, beginning of the season, the biggest thing for me to, to recognize is that I've had time off and now I need to start to build myself up. My water ski muscles aren't there. Um, whether or not I've been lifting or not, it doesn't matter. You're still not in what I would call, you know, quote unquote ski shape. So yeah, for me, for sure. you know, that, that first month, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking ahead like six, six to eight weeks ahead of where I am right, you know, at, at the very beginning. And then, like you said earlier, I said the, the most important thing is to have a game plan before you go out and ski. We're not just going to ski ourselves into shape and then start thinking about our skiing. We've had this, this whatever size period of time off, that's really good to let go of some of those old uh, habits that we have. And then we can, we can formulate a focus that we want to have for this upcoming season so that we can move away from some of those habitual habits that may not be actually positive for us. So it's just a really yeah. good time to get out there and, and, um, have a game plan and then just realize that, you know, what we're trying to do in the beginning of the season is to establish routines, uh, establish new techniques. And then I'm trying to judge myself, uh, in that first month, especially just on how well I do, my movements, how well I, um, can put together the things in my mind. And then from there, you know, I'll start to branch out and, you know, 
go to harder passes and things like that. But, you know, at the very beginning of the season, it's really got to be a heavy focus on doing things the way you want to do them for the rest of the season. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Because I think that, you know, that that the first month or six weeks or or two months, I mean, it's it's obviously – some of the most fun skiing you're going to do all year because, you know, you're less attached to, to, um, you know, very specific outcomes. And, and two, it, it's, it's, um, th- those first couple months, that's what's going to determine whether, you know, whether you're the same skier that you were last season or whether you're someone, you know, different or, um, meaning slightly better. Right. So yeah. I, I think, you know, people fall into that habit or fall into that, that, that trap of, of, of just, I just want to do what I did. You know, I, all, I, I just want to get back to where I was last year and then dot, dot, dot. And I just think that's the wrong approach. That's a, that's, you know, that's, um, that's going to breed, uh, you know, sort of complacency. It's going to, it's going to breed the exact same results that you had last year. So, so I think, you know, we talked about this, you know, in the previous episode of setting, setting goals. And, and, and one of the most important was, you know, some sort of, tech, you know, technique or qualitative goal, Some, something, you know, what, what do you need to do better in your opinion to yield better results this season? And that's like, that's either, you know, that's something that you've, you've thought about all winter long, or like, truthfully, that's something that a coach that you trust can guide you in. And everyone yes. has that thing, right? That one thing, what is that one thing? So, you know, for like for me this year, and it's and really it's been a continuation of the previous couple of years. Is is like I have this idea in my mind where I, I need to stop turning my offside. You know, if I'm running if I'm running really high fast lines, I I let the turn continue through into alignment. You know, as in travel further back towards the wakes. If I'm running a a shallower, straighter, seemingly hotter line, um, then I then I try and crank a turn like you know, like you can get away with on your onside. So that's in my mind, like I'm, I'm, I want to see, I want to see, you know, specifically that side of the course, but both sides of the course, but I want to, I want to see it through just slightly different eyes. I want to, I want to recognize, you know, where is that point when, when the boat truly has advanced away from me enough to lean on this rope as opposed to, you know, cranking, trying to slide that tail around, which doesn't really slide on my offside and, and, quickly getting into load, quickly getting into lean, because that's what's going to get me across the course the quickest. So there, there's this, there's this picture I have in my mind that, that I know I need to improve if, if I'm going to be a better skier this year than I was last year. So I, I, I you know, I want to see it through different eyes. So back to that point of either, you know what it is, or you need some assistance. So this, again, is, you know, early, early season is the absolute best time to get coaching. So if that's video coaching, that's video coaching. If that's traveling somewhere where the weather is, is warmer than where you currently are, then, then, then that's fine too. Um, but you know, to, to help to get, to come up with this plan and to do it at the right time is just crazy important. And, and if you just strip this away, you take, take the, you know, the, the emotion out of, uh, that we all feel for slalom skiing, you know, if you were going to put this in any other any other scenario, right? Like say you wanted to lose 25 pounds. Well, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't go at it without a plan for six months and then all of a sudden try and formulate the right plan and realize that you could have done it in, you know, two months, right? You would, you would, you would formulate a plan and then you would execute. So this has to be the, this has to be the same. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I I mean, 
I, I can't stress enough for our listeners how important it is to, if you don't, if you don't know where you're at and you need some help to understand where you need to go, early season is the single best time to go and get coaching. And whether that be, like you said, going to, uh, going to a ski school in Florida or Louisiana, or you've got a, a local pro somewhere near you or a clinic coming up, an early season clinic. Those are the types of things you want to get into. And I know your brain will tell you, uh, it'll, it'll tell you like, no, I want to wait until I'm skiing well before I go and embarrass myself is, is I think the, the general, the general thought yeah. process, but really that's not it. That's not it. You want to be at your most vulnerable at the very beginning of the season because you're open, you're open to new ideas. You're open to these things. And I mean, let's face it, you just had six months or three months or two months, depending on where you live, to let go of some of these techniques that um, you've utilized to get to where you are currently. But that doesn't mean that those are the the keys that are going to get you to where you really want to go. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that, it's just so darn important, you know? And think of that, think of that adage, like um, old habits are hard to break. Well, Dude, in the first couple of weeks, you don't have old habits, right? You, I mean, you are you are you are your most uh, pliable now. You know, at yes. the very start of the season. So don't wait until you've reestablished. You know, obviously, thirty years of doing something one way is that, that habit is you know that that's going to be your default. Um, you know, in the long run or eventually, but you're your most pliable early. So don't yeah. don't wait until you're already. Don't wait. Until, I just want to get back, get back to where I was last year, then I'll get some coaching. It's like. Oh, that, that's just so backwards. It's just going to give you that many more repetitions. We don't have enough repetitions, no matter how much you ski in a year. You know, it's not in snow skiing. I could make a thousand turns in a day. You know, how many, how many sets is it going to take me to make a thousand turns yeah. on the water? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, we just, we want to make sure that we've got a good game plan in our head, that we're, we have a clear vision of where we are currently at. Um, you know, all coaches will, will be able to, uh, identify your, your weaknesses right off the bat. You know, you go out and you ski with them. They're going to, they're going to, I mean, all coaches are going to start to, you know, identify the, that same, that same kind of thing. And then what you do is you need to just make sure you find a coach that you relate to that makes, makes these, these concepts feel approachable and mm-hmm. understandable. And if you go see somebody and, you know, you're not resonating with it, then, you know, it's time to try somewhere else that it's, it's just that kind of thing. It's like a doctor's doctor's office, you know, they're going to give you their best shot at what it is that they think is, is right for you. But, you know, we always talk about second opinions and things like that. So, you know, don't be afraid to also switch, switch coaches to try to get a different way to hear the same thing really is what it is. Yeah. So, you know, we've had this time to, we've had this time off. Now we're, we're, uh, hopefully you're going to get to go ski with somebody right off the bat. If not video coaching is a great way to do it. There's a lot. I mean, that's just, we're in such a digital age right now. It's so great. You can, you can find, you can find pros and reach out to them and say, Hey, I'd love to get some, uh, some of your thoughts on my skiing. And, um, that way I could have a focus on it. So, I mean, if you can't travel or you, or you're choosing not to travel or any of those things, you still have so many outlets to, to, to get that insight that you need to help to, uh, identify those weak, weak spots. And, you know, that, to me, that's, that's what skiing is, is, is identifying your weakest links and trying to make mm. those a strength. And if you can do that, then you're taking your, you know, your, yeah, you're taking your weakest thing and you're going to, you're going to turn it into, let's say a mediocre thing. 
And that media, yeah. that, that jump from weak to mediocre to, to intermediate to advanced, that jump right there is what you've been needing to take your skiing to the next level. So, hmm. you know, That's we're not going to, yeah, we're not going to get, we're not going to get all, uh, we're not going to get all bent out of shape on getting back to where we were. That's going to happen. I mean, just, just look at it. I mean, how, how many times have you not gotten to where you wanted to get to in your season by doing the same thing? I mean, it, it's going to happen. But uh, usually what ends up happening is, you know, by middle of the season, we're having back issues. We're having, you know, we're having fatigue. We're having mental fatigue. We're hitting our head against the wall. I always go back to that thing Steve Schnitzer told me and he said definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So, you know, there are people out there. I mean, I I have I have tons of people that would come to ski school and, and really what they wanted me to do is tell them that they were really good. And, um, they wanted to show me their hardest pass and they wanted to show me, you know, how, how, how good a skier they were. And, and, yeah. and everybody in my, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, everybody's a great skier. I don't care. You know, if you're just learning the course, you're, you're far beyond the majority of people out there or yeah, if you're, sure. yeah. Or even if you're a free skier. So, you know, I mean, I just think it's important to, to keep things in check and realize that we all can get better and great skiers are always trying to get greater. You know, they're trying to, you know, I look at this as like a guru type of thing. You know, you're trying to evolve every year and I hope that I never stop learning. And so, you know, uh, it's really important to get this rolling. So that being said, let's get on the water. Like let's, let's, yeah. so what is so, it, yeah. so what does you, it well, look yeah, like? You, yeah, you so you've done your 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 season planning and and you've okay so now we've decided okay what's you know let's pick our one or two things that that we know needs to get better. So what you know those first couple of sets what I mean everyone does this differently, you know I I uh spent a lot of years Will and I Will Asher and I skiing together and and he had <clears throat> you know shared something with me that those first five or six sets for him was as much about um sort of revisiting how, how well his equipment was set up the previous season. So he would, he would, he'd, he'd get on the exact same setup that he had on the previous year. And in as, you know, short amount of time as possible, he'd be running or attempting to run as hard as passes. Cause in his mind, he was like, well, this is when I'm skiing quote unquote my worst. So this will really show me what my equipment's capable of, you know, and this was probably, you know, this was a conversation we had probably 12 or 15 years ago. And then fast forward to this year, I saw him, I don't know if any of our listeners saw his post, but he put up a post about how, you know, how his mindset has changed. Like now he's starting at, he says, starting at score zero. So every buoy he turns is adding a point to this, this zero. Like, so meaning like, you know, as he's gotten a little bit older and it maybe is whatever has changed, you know, his body is, you know, it doesn't look like it's changed as much as some of ours, but, you know, as his body's gotten a little bit older, you know, he's, he's taken a little bit calmer approach. So I guess my point is there's, there's lots of different ways of doing this. Um, but for you personally, were, were you, uh, let's get, you know, get, you know, still obviously keeping in mind, like, you know, here's what needs to get better, but were you in a rush to get into your hardest passes or your, or your medium hard passes or, or just how, how did you like to set this thing up? Well, I, I, uh, I love, I love what, what you just said, because I think number one, a really important thing that I learned along the way was however I have my skis, make sure that I have my ski set up the way I want it set up when I finish my season. Meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to make sure that when I come back in the spring, I know that my ski was working in the fall 
and that um, I have a base there. Because if you don't have the base, then it's really hard because you're, you're trying to understand how does my ski work? Is my ski even set up right? Or, or am I working against it? So, you know, that's a really took me a long time to figure that one out. Uh, hmm. but it's really important. And so my first, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, I, I like to, uh, e- ego and ability, uh, are two things, you know, a, I'm trying to get rid of ego. I'm, I'm you know, I'm evolving out of that at, at some point, but we all kind of have it in there. So in, in general during my career, yeah, what I would do is I'd come out of the, I'd come out of the woodworks. I'd go back to Florida, all my homies, uh, you know, my people I ski with, you know, that's my Ronnie Bartons and, um, and Julian Bufields and, and these guys that I used to just, and, and Billy Susie. And, you know, I mean, there's so many Wade Cox and, and all these guys that I would, and, and women that I would ski with, uh, they've been skiing for months at that point. You know, and so I, I can remember coming back and and uh, being told like, oh, I'm going to whoop you today or whatever. So I just <laughs> my I mean, so maybe maybe my first couple sets were more like, hey, guys, check this out, you know, and, and I go out and run 32, 32, 35, 38, you know, maybe even a 39. And uh, it wasn't the prettiest of my season. But then that kind of showed me that I could do it. Yeah. Um, but as I'm, but as I'm getting older, I'm also understanding my body, um, and and really, you know that like what you've actually stated out there, like be be ha- have a game plan, and realize this is a long season, and you know by going out there and just trying to jump back up to where you can't where where you in the realm of where you would like to be early season, that feels good. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a long-term uh, best solution for you. So yeah. that's just kind of my that's kind of my deal. So you know, as I'm as I'm look, I haven't started skiing yet. We're still uh, we're still getting snow here, and it's cold. And you know, while we're getting warmer days, it's still not not quite ski season. I mean, the lake is unfrozen, so you could ski, but it's. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not in a rush at that point, you know? And so I think the, the first for me, you know, going into this season, what, what, what are my first sets look like? Well, I want to, I want to do a couple of things. A, I want to make sure that my equipment is ready to go, meaning check, check your screws, check your fin, make sure your fin is, is, uh, if, if you're a, a, if you're a fin tuner or a person who keeps a log, just check your equipment, make sure your fin's set up the way it's supposed to, your wings still at the same degree that you, you had it at, that your bindings are tight, that, you know, like, let's say you use uh, the radar vapor boots, like make sure that your bungee and all that is fresh and new and ready for another season. Cause you don't want to go out there and just, you know, snap a lace or something like that, just because it's been sitting in dry storage for a long time. Yeah. Not that that's a normal thing to have happen, but you know, just check everything, you know, check your handle. Do you have fraying in your handle? Well, it might be time to, to either have it restrung or to get a new one, you know? So that, that's kind of the first thing. And then, you know, making sure that I have my game plan in my head, Meaning, you know, what am I actually, what do I want to accomplish on this first set? What, what are the, what are the main things that, you know, we just talked about? Like, what's my weakest points? What do I want to, what do I want to improve on? You know, for me, (laughs) I have a tendency, uh, on to offside of really wanting to, um, cast my ski out on a wider trajectory than is possible. So when you, Mm -hmm. you know, when I come into center line, I tend to shove my feet forward 
semite ski out towards a wider trajectory. Um, and, and then ultimately what happens is because I, in order for me to make that happen, I have to manually add forces to sh shoot my ski out that way. And I actually end up shooting my body to the inside. And then I have to come off the handle early, um, which mm -hmm. means that now I'm straight lining more at the buoy, taking more speed with less turn coming into the buoy. So anyway, I mean, the, the, just, we're all going to have something that we want to work on. And, um, so for so me, then, like, so then for that specifically though, cause that, this is interesting to me. So, the, so for that specifically, then what, you know, like you're, especially the first month, like what is it that you want to see then making your edge change, moving out to your, to your offside? So for me, uh, as I come into that first wake, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, obviously I'm always working gates. If you guys have listened to us, that's something that <laughs> we work on every single pass, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you know, and ultimately what I'm, what am I trying to do with my gates? I want to have, um, the best water speed I can out in my glide. I want to make sure, you know, that I can get my ski turn before the line comes tight and that I'm building good speed into the first wake. And then for me on that, on that edge change that I was talking about, instead of manually thinking about moving my ski from, from, you know, behind me to way out in front of me, mm -hmm. my, my concept for this year is to leave my ski where it is and allow my body to rotate around the handle and to just ride my ski out on its path that it's set. And huh. it sounds, it sounds, it sounds easy. Uh, but as soon as you get out there, you know, you, you can get right back into that old, that, that last year's mentality of, yeah. you know, going right back to, well, I know that that works, but the ideal goal is to, for me is to leave my ski at center line, allow my body to start coming up and rotating around, staying connected to the handle and the boat and allowing that to allowing the ski to do what it needs to do versus me manually placing the ski where I want it to be. Yeah. Um, so you know, you're looking at that, those first sets and really all I'm going to evaluate my set and how I skied is how well did I do that? How well did I do that on that set? Now you can, you can, uh, we haven't talked at all about turns yet. And I think turns are, turns are really important, obviously, when we, especially as we get rolling down the, down the season. But ultimately, if we don't have our speed at our gates, we don't have a good gate. And then we, you know, if you don't set those things up, you can't do the other things. And then, um, you know, turns are, are, are again, same thing as gates. They're kind of an, a, a, a result of the speed that you carry. So I'm not going to be too worried about it. I'm going to get some, you know, I'm going to get some overturns. I'm going to get some no turns, you know, things like that. But in the, in the past, when I went in through the gates and I went to one, I'm a right foot forward skier. So that's that edge change that I'm talking about is into mm -hmm. one ball for myself or for a free skier into, you know, going from left to right. And, um, I'm not going to evaluate my skiing based on, you know, how clean or how smooth was my entire pass, but how many times was I able to, was I able to accomplish, you know, that idea of leaving my ski at the center line and allowing my body to come up and stay connected. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's, that's that, what is that, that the quant, no quantitative. What is that? When you said, uh, that's, well, that's like quality, right? That's quality yeah. of movement, right? Quality so that's, of your, movement. Like, that's a, like a qualitative kind of a, uh, measure, but so, and here's, I'll be curious what you say on this one. Um, <clears throat> a question I get a lot is, uh, okay, start of the season, how long should I do back-to-backs and back-to-backs meaning repeating your, you know, 
typically your opening pass over and over and over. Like, how long should I do that? Like, do I do that for, for five sets? Do I do that for four weeks? Do I do it? You know, like, do you have a, wh- what's your kind of thinking on that? How long, you know, cause, cause you know, we opened this podcast by saying, um, don't rush things, but don't get complacent either. So how do you have a rule of thumb or, or how would you um, advise someone on that question? How well am I doing what I want to do is going to determine yeah. what I do, right? Yeah. So you're, yeah. no matter what it is that, no matter what speed, line length, any of that, that you're skiing at, if, you, if you're not doing it on your first pass, what's to say that you're going to be able to do it when you make it harder? You know, going faster is harder. Going shorter with the rope is harder. So if I'm not able to do the things that I want to do at my opening pass, and uh, I'm not, you know, if I'm not getting let's say five of six cuts, you know, or whatever, I'm going to stay where I need to stay until I can repeat that motion over and over and over again. Um, and that's not just like, and, and again, I understand, you know, being complacent and, and, and staying someplace too long, but I'm mm-hmm. going to take that set. If it's a set's not, if I'm not feeling it, you know, I might, I might pull, uh, go out from my gates one, two, three, it's not going right. I might just stand up and or free ski the rest of the pass because I don't want to really repeat poor poor movements you know yeah. so so I'm going to go backwards that way and then I'm going to go down on the water I'm go down to the end of the lake I'm going to stop for a second I'm going to hit the reset button and I'm going to try it again and once I can once I can repeat over and over and over again that motion and I'm feeling confident then on on one of my sets you know let's say I started 32 off right so you know, uh, if I'm starting to feel confident in my 32 offs and I'm feeling like, like I'm able to do the techniques that I want to do while I'm skiing, then I'll shorten to a 35 on my last pass type of thing. And then, and ultimately I'm not worried about running 35 off. I'm not worried about running 38, whatever that is. What I'm really worried about is when I shorten the rope, I'm going to keep my mindset exactly the same and I'm going to evaluate it based on how well am I doing these things? Not how many buoys did I just run? Yeah. And I think that's, and I, I think that's the perfect, I think that is the perfect answer to, you know, to, to that query is, is <clears throat> that's, I'll tell people something very similar, like when it's right then advance, you know, as soon as it's, it's, it's fairly correct, then, then advance. And, you know, again, especially the start of the season, it's not going to be the same every set. You know, sometimes I'm going to go and my opening pass is going to be like a head scratcher <laughs> like that. That's not even close to what it is I'm trying to do. So I'm going to repeat right. it. Um, and if it's correct or correct enough, you know, if it's 80% correct, um, then go ahead and start advancing. Um, and again, it's, it's going to be, it, it's going to allow it to change set to set, especially the, the start of the season. You know, I'm not a huge proponent of just repeating pass after pass after pass after pass, but you know, if we've already stated that, um, if you're going to be a better skier this year, you're going to have to decide what needs to be better. And then you're gonna have to commit to that. And, and I know for me, it's about at about the, uh, we'll say May. it's about at the six or eight week mark where in the past I was guilty of, of abandoning ship and just running buoys, you know, and, and I, by that point I want to be running well, well down the line. Maybe I want to be running, you know, all the buoys, but, but in the past when I had seasons that were disappointing, I I could look back and and I can, I can remember that turning point where it was just like, okay, now, you know, I'm back to running whatever. Now I'm going to let go of these ideals and now I'm just skiing. And then for the rest of the season where, you know, I would be stuck at the exact same two at 41 that I was stuck at for the 
previous six years, you know, and, it, and it's, so it takes a, a lot of diligence, a lot of self-control, um, you know, keeping your emotions in check and, and just remembering, you know, one, that it's a long season and two, keeping your, your goals in mind. So that goes back to our previous episode. That's why it's so important to write this stuff out and, and decide what it is you're going to do better this year, because this is, um, again, because, because water ski slalom is, is a unique sport that, every single pass is scored, you know, we're, you know, we're GPS governed speed control. It's timed to a hundredth of a second and anyone can count to six. So you have to allow yourself to practice. And I think that's, that's where a lot of people run into trouble, you know, be it the start of the season or any, any time of the season, like you, you, you have to let yourself practice. So meaning it, it it's not going to be, you can't let it be about, your score ultimately every single set you've, you've got to readjust your focus and you've got to see this through you know through a like you know just a different a different lens if you will you, you've got to be able to judge what it is you're doing and then again that goes back to getting some coaching like you, you know if you've got to get eyes on you so you, someone can help you evaluate this thing um in a you know, through a different measure, not just, yes, six buoys at 32 off. Today was a good day, you know? Well, not, not if the end goal is running 39 off. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's crazy. I, I think, I think one of the things that popped out when I was reading a book, I was reading a Malcolm Gladwell book, you know, I, and he oh, talks yeah. about, he talks about the law of 10,000 hours and, you know, you're basically not a master until you've done things you know, for 10,000 hours. And then I kind of related it to water skiing and yes, 10,000 hours. I've got that in, you've got that in, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why we're, we're sitting where we are. And if you look at, if you look at people, um, you know, that, that recreationally ski and, and, and our tournament skiers, you know, and let's say you're from the Northeast and you only have three months a season, and then you really break down how much time you're on the water. It's really hard to get to, to that place. Um, and then my friend, uh, and pro skier, uh, Richard Abelson kind of was talking about how he was coaching his kids. He's got two really high level kids, uh, in the sport of water skiing. And, you know, basically his point was think about, uh, think about a deck of cards and every time you go out, you get to put a card on the table. And so, you know, it's, it's a little windy out there. I'm not really feeling it. Do you put the card on the table or do you not? Right. And the more cards you put on the table day after day, that stack gets higher. And so what I'm really looking for, uh, at the, at the beginning of the season is I I'm going to give myself that card when I go out and do and accomplish the goals that I was setting to, to do. And so, you know, having that game plan first is really important. And then, you know, getting out and executing is also really important. And, and I just think that, you know, we got to, we got to put our, we got to put our time in and we got to put those cards on the table. Yep. No, I like that. So, so again, come up with, decide what it is that needs to be better and, and then appreciate the fact that this, this, these first couple months, this is going to be your only opportunity to, to instill consistent change. So don't do the old, I'm going to ski myself back into shape and then I'm going to start figuring some stuff out. You've got to come in with a plan now, because again, like these, these neural pathways get set, right? They get in, you know, and, and what, what is a nice groove can turn into a rut if you're not careful. Right. So, 
Um, decide what it is you're going to change now and then commit to it. And then again, we, you know, we brushed on this a little bit in the past, but it takes, a, it takes a lot of the pressure off of these early season sets because, you know, it, it's, it's new and, and, and it's, and it's a learning experience instead of just, you know, having all this, uh, anxiety about, I need to quickly get back because man, the first term of the year is just around the corner, you know? So take a little pressure off yourself and just, just commit to making real change and, and doing it early. 